Don't touch that dial. It's the American Grooves Radio Hour with your host, Joe Laura. came up with these names but that's what it says on the vocalion record label i'm holding in my hand right now doing that famous skiffle tune mama don't allow no easy riders here or whatever you want to call it mama don't allow washboard sam 1937 and i am joe lauro and it is 2022 so that is one old record welcome everybody to the american grooves radio hour Let's have some Hollywood fun. I'm going to play some fun, interesting tunes from 
1926 to about 1933, 34, having to do with the motion picture business, with Hollywood. And to start us off, here is early crooner Art Gillum and his piano and a nice little band. I believe that's Tommy Dorsey. Uh, I'm sorry, Jimmy Dorsey on clarinet. And it's his song called Hollywood. A sort of a warning to all the potential starlets that had stars in their eyes and hopped on the train in their local town and headed to the glittery city to see if they could make it in the movies. And I believe that's young Jimmy Dorsey on the hot clarinet in this tune, Hollywood. There's a rose in Hollywood. She's smiling through her tears. Still she goes to Hollywood in search of her careers. Why, she's reaching for the moon. The years will pass too soon. She'll learn that story old. All that glitters isn't gold. In Hollywood, in Hollywood, someone is lonesome in Hollywood. She yearns for fame, she spurns love's flame. She that true love means more than Hollywood. Oh, what a hit you would be 
Your voice would thrill a nation. Your face would be adored. You'd make a great sensation with wealth and fame. Your reward. And if you should kiss the way you kiss when we are all alone, you'd make every girl and man a fan worshiping at your throne. You ought to shine as brightly as Jupiter and Mars. You ought to be in pictures, my star of stars. and band leader Chick Bullock in 1934 with a tune probably most of you have heard, one of the more famous ones, You Ought to Be in Pictures, featured in several films back in the day that you could probably see on Turner Classic Movies. That's where I see them anyway. And uh, that was a great little band with him. A lot of people covered that tune. I like Chick's version. It's nice and snappy, as they say. Now we're going to get a bit more obscure. Jimmy Hussey was what was known as a character performer. He, he, um, he did a Yiddish dialect comedy act in vaudeville and made a few phonograph records. And he's using that dialect in this cute little song from 1926, um, Again, with the Hollywood theme, this one somehow centered around New York's Lower East Side. It is called Rose of the Studios. You will find a lot of broken hearts. Down on Washington Square Seems the one they love best Took a train to the west Greenwich Village Rose is playing part In the movies out there 
what she is in the same ever since she became ghost of the studios. She's a big success in the bungalows. She knows who's who when a piece is made. And they say she's true to the big parade. A dozen boats, telephones arose out to some cafe. Every night she goes, she left a dandy job with our gang just to play the monkey in Cheng. That rose. Of the studios, Rose. Of the studios, she's a big success in the bungalows. She did all right, pretty good, when she started in. But then she went to the dog. She's with Will Tintin. Write her tricks and my friend Tom Mix. But he wouldn't fall. Nor would Richard Dix. So then from baby Peggy, they say, she stole Jackie Coogan away. Just like was of the studio. I just love that. A lost part of American entertainment, the dialect comic appealing to all the immigrants in America, the Italians, the Jews, the Russians, the Asians. Everyone had a comic that appealed to them in their dialect. Some of it, not very politically correct today, but all of it really in good fun in a very different world, a world that I wish in many ways, at least parts of, was back. People were certainly a little bit more tolerant with humor anyway uh, in the mainstream. But then again, what can I say? Things always change. Here is another tune. This one is another obscurity, but really, really fun. In 1932, 33, uh, Hollywood, of course, was at its absolute peak during the Great Depression, and I think it was Adolf Zucker of Paramount Pictures brought in an import who was a hugely popular and successful and talented director from Germany named Ernst Lubitsch, and Lubitsch made some fabulous films for Paramount in the early 1930s and went on till the end of his life, I think in around 1943-44, lived in Hollywood. And it was such a sensation bringing Lubitsch over that the little nightclub comedy group, the Yacht Club Boys, wrote and performed this really cute tune. And guess what? The clarinetist that begins this tune is a very young and very obscure at the time, Benny Goodman. This is called the Super Special Picture of the Year from 1933. 
attention, please attention, we just came back from the coast. We brought a big director who was California's toast. He came from Germany and Mr. Zucker brought him fame. He went to Hollywood and revolutionized the game. He's the king of all directors, would you like to meet him now? Mr. Lubitz! Mr. Lubitz! Mr. Lubitz, take a bow! I'm gonna make a picture that will be a big surprise. We are his press agents and we're here to advertise. Boy, sharpen up your pencil, start to ballyhoo today. To describe a Lubitz picture, this is what we have to say. It's colossal, tremendous, Gigantic, stupendous, the super special picture of the year. Marvelous. It's amazing, titanic, terrific, dynamic. It has a thrill, a throb, a laugh, a tear. Why, it'll cost a million dollars, it'll take a year to do. I use gobble, gable, max, and goona, goona, too. It's colossal, <laughs> tremendous, gigantic, stupendous, the super special picture of the year. Now, every Lubitz picture is a classic of the screen. I'll show you how I make them, let's pretend this is a scene. Everybody on the set has Lubitz has begun. Lights, action, camera, we are shooting number one. Am I ready? Yes! 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 yes. yes. I am ready! Mr. Lubitz is a genius, he's a wow. I want a thousand airplanes to crack up in the sky. To begin to shoot the picture as the pilots fall and die. If you kill a thousand pilots, Mr. Zucker will get sore. The heck with him, I'm Lubitz. Kill me 80 pilots more. Can you do it? Yes, yes. Don't yes me. Yes! I can do it. Mr. Lubitz is a genius, he's a wow. Did you get me 20 bedrooms, a thousand yards of linen? Yes. You got me 90 horses and a lot of gorgeous women. Yes. Are you ready for the fade out? Then we are blowing up the house. I don't think that you can start, sir, because we have no Mickey Mouse. No Mickey Mouse. No Mickey Mouse. No Mickey Mouse. The scene is out. It's colossal, tremendous, gigantic, stupendous. The super special picture of the year. It's amazing, titanic, terrific, dynamic. It has a thrill, a throb, a laugh, a tear. Why, he's using six fat women, though they're homely, he don't mind. They don't fold the grass, although from front, but gully from behind. It's colossal, tremendous, gigantic, stupendous, the super special picture of the Just filled with topical Hollywood references. The Yacht Club Boys, a super special, colossal picture of the year with just great references to movie stars like Garbo, other producers and directors that were household names back during the Great Depression. Well, as in keeping with the American Grooves Radio Hour, here's something completely different. Yeah. 
Charleston Chasers, a studio band made up with some of the hot New York players like Phil Napoleon, sometimes Red Nichols. Uh, I believe on that one, Benny Goodman, again, playing incognito clarinet and the vocalist, Eva Taylor or Mrs. Clarence Williams. She was married to the great jazz pianist, composer, band leader Clarence Williams. Turn on the Heat from a 1929 film. Uh, it, the title of the film escapes me, but hey, what the heck. Um, and before that, the absolutely amazing and beautiful Lydia Mendoza, Mexican Tex-Mex singer. This was one of her post-war recordings, but she began in her family band, the Mendoza Band uh, in the mid 
1930s on the Bluebird label. Again, this was a little bit later, but it's her and her 12-string guitar, and she performed and became such an icon of Mexican music and performed well into the 1980s. Lydia Mendoza. Um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe even last week, I don't remember, we kind of did a... Uh, a deep dive into a particular song. It was uh, um, St. James Infirmary Blues, and we played some varying versions, talked a little bit about it. This week, I want to do the same thing, and the song that I want to uh, uh, dig into is a song that I first heard um, probably uh, the Hot Tuna version in 1970 when their acoustic album came out, and it's called... They called it Hesitation Blues, uh, but it goes as that title and also Hesitating, well, it's Hesitation Blues by Hatuna, but also Hesitating Blues. And the song is really a traditional folk song that's been around since God knows when, but it first came to the attention uh, of a pair of songwriters, Art Gillum, actually, who uh, sang that song, Hollywood. 10, 12 years before that, he was bumming around the Midwest with his partner, and they heard a version of it that they adapted in 1914 and first published it as Hesitation Blues in 1916. And then, sort of in a parallel universe, uh, W.C. Handy, the great African-American composer who gets credit as one of the, uh, is probably the first person to actually publish a real African-American blues tune. But he borrowed from folk traditions as well. Somehow he heard the tune as, again, it was floating around, and he published it as well, but with a different set of lyrics. The melody is the same in both versions, just the lyrics are different. So we're going to play a couple of versions of that tune, but... Uh, actually, um, now that I think of it, I think the first version of Hesitation Blues I ever heard was before the Hot Tuna version. I always watched old movies, and one of my favorites was the early James Cagney's first starring film called Public Enemy, a particularly brutal, even today, a brutal uh, crime film. Uh, Cagney plays the gangster murderer. And there is a scene uh, where they go back to visit a man, an older man who was sort of one of their early mentors. He used to play the piano and entertain them. But somehow he winds up double-crossing Cagney uh, uh, in a bad way. And he and his cohort go back and visit this man a little bit later they track him down uh and he knows the man knows that something not so good is going to happen and um he kind of like pleads for his life but he used to entertain them with his version of uh hesitation blues anyway here is that scene from public enemy really the first version of this song i ever heard hold on to your seats Back in the club, how you kids used to laugh at that song. 
come so got a bug on me. Tell me how long will I have to wait? Can I get you now or as Now, must I hesitate? 
ashes, ashes, dust to dust Not a woman in fifty that a man can trust Tell me how long do I have to wait Can I get you now, must I hesitate Count them four versions of the great hesitation, hesitating blues, whichever version you want. You could call it whatever you'd like. We started off with that brutal murder scene from the first James Cagney starring film, Public Enemy, and the first version I ever heard. And we followed it by a later day minstrel man. They called him the boy from Dixie, Al Bernard, doing his jazzy version of Hesitation Blues with a really fine, hot little band backing him up. And then two country versions. Um, The next one was Reeves White County Ramblers, a southern string band. And that was right off of a uh, original Vocalion file copy. This was the first copy off the master ever made. I happen to have that 78 in my collection. That's what you heard. And then we listened to the great fiddler, Arthur Smith, and his version of Hesitating Blues with the Delmore Brothers backing him up, guitars and vocal. Um, Yeah, that one was probably around 19... 37. Anyway, if you're just tuning in, I am Joe Loro, and every Sunday we are here on WLIW, and this is the American Grooves Radio Hour, where we play nothing but original old pre-World War II 78 RPM records, the roots of the roots. We dig into great early Americana Jazz, blues, country, gospel, ethnic, you name it. And you're listening to us here at WLIW FM, Southampton, and over the air at 88.3, serving Eastern Long Island and Southern Connecticut. And if you're a bit further up island in Western Suffolk uh, and beyond, you can listen to us at 96.9 on your FM dial. And we're streaming at WLIW.org backslash radio and on all of your favorite streaming platforms and smart speakers. I guess that's a speaker that can drive your car. I don't know. Anyway, this is listener-supported WLIW-FM, Long Island's only NPR station. Now, this is Lena Horn's first recording, 1936. She was still a chorus girl at the Cotton Club in Harlem and performing with the Noble Sissel Band. And here she is on Decca Records singing that first recording. It is called, That's What Love Did to Me. Thank you. 
love made me hate things I used to love. My heart aches with misery. That's what love did to me. And now that you've found somebody new, I can't help feeling the way I do. I'm as sad as I can be. That's what love did to me. Oh, everywhere I go, everyone I know tells me something about you. I just walk away. There's nothing I can say. They don't know I'm lost without you. Life's not the same, darling, since you're gone. And that's the reason I can't go Life without you just can't be That's what love did to me
Sadie McKinley in 1926, recorded in New York with the Thomas Morris Band, an early jazz band, African-American jazz band out of New York, very popular in the early and mid-1920s. And that tune, The Brown Skin Flapper from 1926. Here's a interesting little, uh, an actually fabulous little jive band, a little band that has nothing but a little uh, tenor guitar, four voices imitating instruments, much, much like the early Mills Brothers. This is from about 1938-39, and the group is called the Cats and the Fiddle. I believe they also have a cello playing some of the bass notes, but they are a fun little band called the Cats and the Fiddle, and here's their tune called Song of the Rain. You hate the rain, I love the rain, there's a reason for it all. I'm thinking of the one I love, for I met her in the rain. For me, taking away my misery. Sky, cloudy above, brings back to me the one I love. Bounty is free That the real will stop Only I keep on saying Lord above, let it drop Oh, alone I will remain Me and my chance about 
wraps it up for this Sunday's American Grooves Radio Hour. Remember, we're on at 4 o'clock, and the show repeats at 10 o'clock in the evening, so you can get comfy and uh, tune us in towards the end of your day. And we'll be back next week, as we are every Sunday. I'm going to leave you with a wonderful little Harlem band, the band that started the great trumpet player Jabbo Smith. This is Charlie Johnson and his orchestra and their very Duke Ellington-esque tune, the Harlem Drag. Good night, folks. WLIWFM Southampton, 88.3 on your radio dial, and at WLIW.org, and all streaming formats. 